0: Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we're back to do the feedback episode uh, for 10.06 Bonds. Aaron, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with a question? I feel like we should just blast right into these questions. Get us Let's started bl- and then we can talk blast about Blast right into whatever. the questions.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's do it. All
0: right.
2: Guys, do you think I should continue to Can't watch Walking Dead after just seeing four seasons?
1: I think they asked, like, I think the question was um, whether the Fear of the Walking Dead should continue past the, the this current season. And unfortunately, I'm not following The Walking Dead. I've heard very mixed reviews about, like, I heard it got good and then it got bad and then it got kind of good and then it got silly again. So, like, I, I don't know. I don't have an opinion. Uh, I am going to definitely see The Walking Dead through through season 11. Um, If they come out, if they ever do come out with Rick Movies I will probably see those Um, I'm I'm, Depending on how the season 11 goes I'm also interested in like potential Daryl and Carol spinoff but uh, We'll see we'll see because like I haven't Even looked at the world of the walk or whatever the 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 new series They've got Um, Yeah Yeah.
0: I say continue it I say do 11 seasons of every spinoff Because why not all right, I mean, the, the real answer that. is they'll continue it until it doesn't have the viewers to continue it, right? Or yeah, they spun the real, it off
1: into three other shows. And that's the real question about how much staying power The Walking Dead has once you finally say goodbye to the original series and cast. And yeah, I think that's why they're hedging their bet with the Carol Daryl spinoff because, like, mm-hmm. that's I mean, those are the the only OG characters left, really. That's correct, isn't it? Like, if you go back to season one I characters. Think so. So that's them hedging their bets of like, well, if everybody else drops off, there'll still be enough diehards to follow Carol and Daryl. I mean, like I said, that's that's where I draw the line. Like, I don't really. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I don't I would have to hear that some of the new spinoffs are like literally the best television, like better than the season one of the original of, the Frank Darabont run. Like, it's really serious prestige drama. Cuz I don't inherently hate drama, the zombie drama series. I I love what they're doing on Kingdom, the the Korean uh mm-hmm. medieval zombie take. Um I've I've enjoyed um zombie stuff. It's just What was that one um Pontypool? God, Pontypool is a really cool take on zombies. Yeah. Um and I think that's the thing that they would have to cuz I've seen the Z Nation shit I've seen the walking dead comes the nation shit that we've been getting in the last uh, season or two of this. I kind of would. The only thing I haven't seen is like a really prestige, like serious taking this shit, you know, making it a very ultra realistic, very atmosphere and creepy. Like that's, that's the one thing I would, I could get sucked into. I think.
0: Yeah. uh, I I was thinking about, you know, potential spinoffs with Daryl and Carol and what that might be or what might lead to that. And it feels like they could be setting them up to get, cast out of this community for the yeah. fuck ups um, mm-hmm. I don't know how far they're going to take the whisper plot this season but, you know if it comes to its conclusion it seems like another season of that lingering wouldn't make a lot of sense right that needs to come right. to a head at the same time the whisper stuff does yeah but I could see them you know having to pay for their actions by being you know shown the door yeah they could be real pariahs um, uh-huh. for sure get enough alexandrians and hilltoppers killed Mm -hmm. nobody cares about oceanside the show doesn't care about oceanside
1: (laughs) (laughs) they're just a train you mean the training facility Uh uh-huh yeah
0: Mm. the source of fish i guess (laughs) all right let's try this one more time
2: hey i was wondering when you guys would show up here welcome
1: all right hey i was wondering when you guys would show up here welcome thank hey, you I feel I feel welcome yeah. I feel welcome uh, I was an interloper in the space before but now now we're here and I'm glad you found this I know yeah I, it's uh, not sure if this is just a general stereo well-wisher or an old bald move fan. it's also a stereo fan but uh, thank you thank you Yeah.
0: all right let's uh, see what the next one is
2: so Eugene's made first contact if you guys were in the post apocalypse opening uh the hailing frequencies, what's your uh, protocol? How do you go about making sure things are secure? You're not triangulated or, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, you don't have a crazy person showing up at the door. Lies.
1: A Uh, lot of lies. Yeah, I I guess. um, So the triangulation, you can't do anything about. The only thing I I think uh, seriously you could do is just make sure the community is like, Hey, I've got this thing and reach out 200 miles, 300 miles, 400 miles, 500, whatever. Like, what are we comfortable with? Um, you know, what sh- should have, what should happen if we make contact? Should we like devote, like, should we get, like put 24 seven on this? Like every 15 minutes you make a call, you listen for people, you work the dials. Like, are, you know, are we going to take this seriously or what? Because that's the thing. It's like, it's like, I think there's a lot of benefit risk reward here that Eugene's doing. It's just that he, like Carol is taking on all the risk unilaterally without discussing it with, uh, with with people. And and I don't know, maybe he has, and they haven't shown they there, uh, but he's definitely not disclosing the fact that he made first contact. Mm-hmm. The other thing is like, yeah, like if, if you're not going to try if you can't do anything about triangulation, I mean, I guess you could, you'd have to like take your ham stuff and move it every day. Right. Yeah. I think, I think
0: what he does is he loads up his super radio onto an AV cart and he wheels it out to the, to the dump to where the trash people were living. Uh huh. And then, yeah, if somebody shows up, just say, this is where I live. It's just me.
1: Mm hmm. Nice to meet you. Yeah. I'm the trash hand man. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But the other thing is like, get you just not, you know, it's the same way you, you tell your teenagers on the internet, like don't divulge your age, sex, location, real name at, uh, don't, don't do that. Be very vague. You, know, you can talk about where you're from or something like that, but like, don't, don't give any too many and, and this build up a relationship. And the thing is, is like, I don't know how it's kind of like, um, you know, I used to, when I was like a, cause I was a teenager that was on the internet before, like people knew about the internet. My mom and dad certainly had no idea. I was like a 14, 15 year old talking yeah. to like literally anyone online, all the weirdos from the old early days of the internet. Um, but in my mind, I always knew that, like, well, this is fake. Like, I will never meet these people, you know. Um, Then later in life, I grow up and I meet people that I've only met on the Internet. But, like, I think that's the other thing is, like, are you just, like, where do you want it to go? If you want them to meet up, then there's got to be. Like anytime you meet anyone over for in, in over the Internet for the first time, it's got to be in a public place. Right. You don't want to meet them at your home because what if things go bad and they're in your home? Mm-hmm. So you'd have to meet like, hey, you're somewhere in Tennessee and I'm somewhere in the Baltimore area. We're going to meet somewhere in eastern Kentucky around Chattanooga or some shit like that. And then. At a bit, I, yeah, or you meet back at the the train museum in Pennsylvania, uh, so, uh something like that, and you build kind of trust that way. If, if a serious answer, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, what he's doing here is super risky. I got a feeling
0: though, the going into season eleven, if we're trying to wrap this show up and give mm. some glimmer of hope at the end of it, that this is going to turn out to be a larger civilization, um who has these protocols in place right is not giving up their information lightly like she's doing right 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 uh and and that this is going to lead to something good as opposed to something just another thing right because we've been through this 15 times with 15 different groups of survivors we don't need another one of those what we need to do is build toward an ending that can be satisfying and that seems Mm -hmm. like the perfect opportunity find another, another civilization build Trade routes between something more than just this group of survivors. Show us the
1: world coming back together. Yeah, I agree. And we've the the show's established a large, well-organized, benevolent organization. And Georgie and her project to reboot humanity, we think is, you know, we think uh, is is on the up and up. Maggie's been spinning like it'll be it's going to be really interesting when Maggie comes back next season to kind of figure out what the fuck has been going on, how much of that's true. We also see that there's yep. a well-equipped, well-funded, organized nefarious organization that's rounding up people, working trash uh, people, yeah, that working with the trash people who seems like they're a little bit sinister. Um, so there's both of those possibilities. We know we have both the Vulcans, the the peaceful, logical Vulcans, and we also have the warlike bellicose Klingon. You know, we have both of those empires. I guess it'd be more interesting to you. You're right. Because, because the other thing is like, I guess I want to push back a little bit. It's like, it's not like that. We've only met belligerent civilizations. Alexandria, you know, was a benevolent. uh, The kingdom was a benevolent uh, civilization. Hilltop was benevolent heading towards some kind of fascist dictatorship of of incompetent Gregory (laughs) before Gregory was a shit before our our group deposed him. But like, you know, it's not like they've had zero success finding like-minded people, but it would be more interesting for the benevolent overlords like they, and like more hopeful. It would be more of a optimistic end. Yeah. So. The difference there in my
0: mind being that they now have a civilization that they can act, interact on those kinds of levels. Right. Cause it's always been our plucky band of survivors roaming the woods and stumbling upon a place that they can stay. It's never been like, we have this thing that we've built and now we need to connect it up with another group. Who's built a thing. Mm-hmm. um that i'm gonna find interesting okay i don't know I, I mean they've done it on the small scale right in the local uh uh-huh. you know uh wherever the hell they are right now but not quite baltimore area
1: mm-hmm. um i'd like to see them take it worldwide i mean yeah that's like these you have uh, i mean it, it's kind of like uh the emergence of the state that happened, uh, at the, at the collapse of the feudal society, like it's just, that's all happening in high speed, you yeah. know, like tribes are forming into communities, communities are forming into states, states are forming into Like that, that would, I, and I always think that's neat. Like mm-hmm. I've really liked seeing the development of, of a government and a justice system and trade and all that. Like that, I, I think that stuff is fascinating. So that would be, um, you know, a way to like build the world that much bigger. I do wonder where Daryl and Carol fit into that. Like if they have this hopeful, optimistic Alexander's about to join a brave new wider world, which that's kind of a loaded term, brave new world. Uh, You know, does that mean that like Carol and Daryl are the misfit Luddites or like the, 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 the heretical excommunicated people, Uh, the people that have been banished outside the tribe because they can't get along like that's Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, a possibility, certainly like I talked about, but, I suppose it could also be like, well, they don't need us anymore, right? We're the people who get things done, this society is getting its own thing done. They don't need us. Uh, let's go off yeah.
1: and, and is that, that, spin off
0: another series. To, but yeah, those type weird. of
1: characters, like, what is that? Is that like yeah. Norma, Norman and Melissa's ride? Like, they're just going from place to place, killing people. It doesn't you know. sound engaging week to week but uh, okay. those, those folks were nothing like the alexandria it's too bad we had to put them all to the sword well maybe we will have better luck next week wrong it's like an 18 it's like yeah. a it's like a an t and t or not a t it's an a team of nihilism and okay. death mm-hmm. rather of like going around and helping people you're just like you know passing judgment Ah, uh, this civilization sucks for killing them all i don't know i don't know how you make a, a spinoff from that i don't know we'll see uh let's see what the next yeah. Spin voicemail. off a new voicemail. Gold. Here's what's new in premium content for our club members.
0: No lunch this week, as I'll be traveling on vacation. But get ready for next week when we have the rare, elusive,
1: dare I say, premium lunch with Talitha and Aaron. And while you're waiting for the return of the king, don't forget May is the time to switch your Patreon tiers to make sure you maintain your full benefits by June. Stop by support.baldmove.com to check your Patreon levels to see the new benefits and decide which one is right for you.
0: And finally, tickets are now on sale for Badass Fest 6. Come meet us live and in person, watch a mystery badass film with us, and then hear us record the podcast right there in front of you in a theater packed with Bald Move fans. Get your details and your tickets at baldmove.com slash live.
1: If you want more Baldmuth in your life, head over to support.baldmuth.com right now to find out how you can get tons of bonus audio and video content plus stat free feeds. Commission podcasts are an awesome feature here at Bald Move that allows you, the individual listener, to decide what we talk about for a single podcast.
0: The community loves it because it often leads to fun, fan-favorite films and TV
1: shows that we've overlooked getting the coverage they deserve. And we love it because we're constantly exposed to great stuff that's not even on our radar. The way it works is simple. You go
0: to support.baldmove.com and you click on Commissions. Then you pay the flat rate for the commission and tell us what two-ish hours of content you'd like us to make podcasts on. Then we'll
1: contact you for details, advanced feedback, and any dedications you'd like to make. Then we watch the thing, discuss the thing, turn it into a podcast, and pump it right into your ears. We get consistently great feedback on how much our commissioners love their podcast, and they make great gifts for the dedicated bald move fan in your life. And who knows? That dedicated fan could even be you.
0: Treat yourself. Check out support.ballnew.com for more info. Hey guys, who do you think is catfishing Eugene on the radio? And is it Dante when he's not working in the doctor's <laughs> office?
1: You know, he's using a no soundboard to pitch his voice up a little bit. Wouldn't uh-huh. it be hilarious if it's Maggie green? She's just like <laughs> right. rolling. She's got her new friends. Her and Georgie just rolling, rolling. Uh-huh. Look, we got it. We got him to give his name. in like six hours. This is hilarious. He had, you said, you yeah. said it'd be three days before he'd give
0: us his full name and location. <laughs> She's going to come this back may- and hang him. I don't know. Cause that's what she yeah. does with,
1: <laughs> with fools. Uh, yeah. She's going to have him swinging from the, the new kingdom apartments that they're building. Kind of swing him the yard arms, yeah, uh, that would be the funniest thing if it's Maggie Green and yes. Georgie, just 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 say this, say this next. <laughs> really lean into his train thing. I didn't know he was in the trains, oh get, my get God, to talk about his ponytail, get him, talk him, come on. <laughs> you know the i I just uh it's uh, in the old days, you know, not many men are brave enough to wear him now, but oh God, a mullet would just get me going. <laughs> So hot and fast and ask, hard. Ask him can't. about his
0: girlfriend. Ask him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that would be that would be pretty funny. Or the other is like if it's Jadis, you know, uh-huh. like, uh, yeah, she's like, oh, see these dipshits. Oh, it's Eugene. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the funniest. I would hope that's those
0: were both true. They've teamed mm-hmm. up. Hmm. Right. They know
1: just enough about him to know exactly what to feed him to get him the yeah. They're just they're just fucking with him. Hell Poor guy. Yeah. Poor All guy, right. Eugene. Jesus. Try the next one here.
2: Oh hey, what's going on, Bob? I I'm saying hey, what's up? Like you know me, but um, I I used to listen to your uh your podcast on The Walking Dead, um, uh, with you and the other guy. I forgot his name, but um, yeah, uh, and y'all stopped. Didn't y'all stop because it got boring after a while or something like that? But uh I'm glad you're still talking about it. You did
1: you, of- you it, it it was, yeah. Like it took a worldwide pandemic of no television <laughs> before like, Jesus Christ, I guess we'll come crawling back to the walking dead. Ironic. But uh, yeah. And also it's like uh, it's always been me and Jim, but we also occasionally would have on like Jason C from the mm-hmm. uh the what his his is Podcast-ca. uh Podcastica podcastica but it's, it's it's the walking dead cast right yeah and then maybe also it's like this, uh, the other thing we did way back is uh we used to have a guy named Mad Brew but that was on for the game of thrones but I, hell I can barely keep this straight i don't expect uh everybody uh wandered in but it, it's cool it's cool that you've rediscovered us yeah we're we're starting walking we are hoping to get caught up in time for season 11 to start up uh I, honestly i'm happy to be back it's i'm having fun with this i yes. i'm just not
0: taking it seriously I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't get worked up about it. I don't try and like piece together, you know, why they're doing the
1: things they're doing. It just,
0: you know, just enjoying the ride at this point.
1: And it is better. I will it definitely, yeah. I will die on the hill that this is. If this show, if this was the quality of the show, if they, if they'd care yeah. about the show, that's this much, it would. It would have completely changed the trajectory of The Walking Dead. It would certainly change the trajectory of us covering it. Um, So I'm glad they find they found a showrunner that cares just enough about the continuity and the characters to do them justice, and still has a little bit of fun with it. You know, they found mm-hmm. the way. They found the way. All right, we got one more here.
2: Let's get to it. So you guys talked about uh, how it seems like you're digging Negan this time around what is it you think he can pinpoint maybe that makes you like the way he's doing things now versus seasons ago when he was just unbearable?
0: Doesn't bounce as much.
1: I I don't know. He,
0: he seems like more of a human being and less of a character.
1: Yeah. Like Negan, like many people was forced to be on this treadmill because there's no reason to stretch out the savior's conflict for like three seasons except yeah, for that they know. wanted to. So like, you know, Negan was an unchangeable character and he just had like, you know, the dialogue was the same. Jeffrey Deegan, the Jeffrey Dean Morgan's performance was the same, you know, much has been made about like, he just like put the baseball, put the baseball on his, his shoulder and leaned back and kind of, Oh Rick, what are we going to do? You know, it's like, it's, it's the same shit. And over there was and over a lot and over again. of that,
0: right? They're using it pretty sparingly now. It. Like you'll, You'll see him in an episode, but it's not like the main focus of the episode. Or if it is, it's yeah. one of the last ten you've seen.
1: So, or it's a different frame, like you know, Negan, you know, uh, endearing himself to Judith. That is a different look. And like I always liked this the the relationship that they. I wish they leaned more into the relationship he had with Carl because that was stuff that kind of humanized him and he got out of his shtick a little bit. Like what he did to the young man last episode, I thought was really good. Uh, Uh Not the one he beat the brains out of, but the the whole, I thought that was good too. I thought
0: that was real good actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Beating the brains out of the idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think seeing him in different, the fact, like we talked about it this episode, like just seeing Negan do his shit to people that I genuinely don't like is a lot more entertaining than seeing him doing it to people that I do like, you know? And, uh, that was the other thing is like, I, I could never get a beat on Negan because he just had this theory that just Manifestly, wasn't work with the Alexandrian people that I can fe- put, I can cow and fear these people into submission, and it just made them that much tougher and resilient and stronger and more determined to get the upper hand and and and, and fuck you. So, um, and that was the other thing I think the the real deal behind Negan's storyline is he got too big for his shtick to work. Mm-hmm. Like he was effectively running a post apocalyptic cult of personality. And once you try to like franchise that, it stops working nearly as well. You know, like when the cult leader's there to bash your brains out, everyone stays in line. When the cult leader's off at some satellite location, you haven't seen him for a couple of weeks, and you're just collecting tribute. That's a lot harder. You got to have a standing, you know, strong standing, st- uh, standing military. And I, it was just inevitable, I think, for his empire to collapse. And it was that's just why you got to
0: take over a town in Oregon. And just, you know, have
1: all your followers live there with you. Yeah, you got to keep you got to have a compound. Once you mm-hmm. get beyond the compound you've you've you you've you've lost your grip. So and seeing him kind of turn like, you know, because I think that I think that Negan probably came by as bullshit, honestly, you know, like, uh, yeah, well, if, if 99% of the world turns to zombies and are tearing people to bits, like there's not a lot of wrong answers in terms of like how you live your life. You know, there's not going to be a cosmic sure. referee. It's like, well, you stole the can of beans from a the hobo there. Sure, you lived another day, but at what cost? At what cost? You know, there's there's not that scoreboard now that yeah, there, there is sure. that being established. He's like, ah, shit. And, and I think is genuinely repentant. Like, God, what if I'd done things this way? What if I'd done things that way? But I'm sure we're going to see his tragic backstory and I don't know, sympathize with him a little bit. But
0: yeah, I'm yeah. good with that. I mean, like I said, all that serves to make him more of a human and less of a character. Uh and I like watching what feels like real people on screen even if they have quirks. Uh which Negan certainly still has many quirks. Yeah. He, it's just not all he is. He's more than that now.
1: And same with Ian you know, Eugene would have gotten old if all he was was the dude that talked funny yeah. and wet his pants whenever there is a zombie around, right? Uh-huh. But he even Eugene has grown <laughs> to be a lot more than that. Father True. Gabriel used to be fucking insufferable until they started adding some texture to him and, and giving him a couple of, you know, not just flaws, but also um, admirable qualities, you know, they balance that stuff out. So like Negan's the same way when and he's just doing the same shit over and over and over again. No end in sight. Very boring when he's doing stuff. It's unpredictable and he's doing, you know, what you're getting with Negan. But now it's 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 turned loose in the enemy camp. That stuff is Kind of fun to watch. so. Yeah. It, but that would get old, too. Like if he imagine if he spent the next two and a half years just kind of like trying to fit in his whole arc was, you know, debate is not going to believe him and Alpha sees his potential and he's just got to try. Imagine if you went through like 26 episodes of that arc, you would be pulling <laughs> your hair out and screaming at that, too. But yeah, For a sure. couple episodes. Sure. Why not?
0: All right. Uh One one final. Let's call one this here. the
1: last. Let's call this the last one. Yep. Yeah, Uh because it might be a response to this. We'll see
2: hey so you know I, I remember there was another uh bald fan who recut uh, i think it was season two or something i mean i could imagine like a uh kang cut right of uh, uh the earlier seasons maybe like the Gimple era right and have angela kang go back and recut some things because you could easily uh you know make shit that didn't make sense makes sense the Glenn going over into the dumpster just take the scene from the next episode when he is seen sliding under and make that be where the scene ends and it all makes sense I mean many things like that that are just stupid mistakes can be recut you know for Which is sure. I'd
1: be t- I would be tempted to just have him cut it together where he just beats out uh, uh, Abraham and Glenn to death in the same night, and you just condense yeah. a whole season there. You Glenn comes the out from shit. under the dumpster and immediately gets bashed with the the bat. <laughs> no, you just cut all that shit out with the the shit son. Wasn't that the son of uh, Reggie and uh, the the president of Alexandria, like one of their ne'er do wells? Like I. I think that, and you're talking about Liver Dad's fan edit, um yeah. of the, the the Walking Dead. I think you look at how much money Warner Brothers has plowed into this fucking uh, Snyder cut, right? Mm-hmm. And there is this interesting tantal, and everyone, you know, you, some people have said it's this, some people have almost everyone says it's a it's a much better thing than they originally produced, which they also spent a hundred million dollars to reshoot and fuck up, apparently. Um. I think there could be an argument for like the walking dead rekindling some of their glory by having like a deluxe box set of like, I don't know what you would call it because it would take a lot of corporate humility. And I don't know what you would do with like the producers is... guild and directors guild and all that kind of no. shit. Yeah. Uh, like just two, but, but like, I think it would, I would definitely be interested in seeing something like that. Like a slim down, just the, just the story and the, the non fat and fluff parts of the walking dead uh because there is always been a com- uh, a very well acted and good looking show with compelling characters buried under all of the weight of bad writing and st- dumb studio decisions and budget cuts there's always been that there yeah it, it'll never happen though um
0: you mentioned the corporate humility it would take and that's certainly true and a lot of it and maybe AMC has that but the other problem here is that Gimple made Gimple show ran 60% of of the last 10 seasons of the walking dead and yeah. he still show runs walking dead shows he's the overall uh Property. Creative oh, yeah, force yeah, behind uh, the Walking Dead properties, there is no way that he would take the slap in the face that it would be to have somebody go in and recut his terrible shit to make it good. He won't do it. I guarantee. You yeah,
1: no. yeah, it, but it, it's it's still a great idea for a fan project. Oh know? yeah, like uh, it find- would be great. I would like to see it. It just it'll never officially happen. Yeah yeah it's it's too bad it's too bad because yeah because that's the thing is like there's so many people you'd have to get to sign off on like hey we're gonna fuck with your creative vision right and it's the, a lot of same people that are going to want you to do that are the same ones that probably because i i think that scott could probably make it make a case of like look you know i tried and people he some doesn't of the, like everything i've seen I, of I this made, guy made, does not say he has that in uh, within name. Right. Right, like, I made I made AMC a lot of money, I did the best I could with the restrictions they gave to me, Angela's done it better, great, whatever, but, like, yeah, fuck, like, I could see him saying stuff like that and being like, no, fuck you for saying it's all my fault or whatever, but, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, I've
0: seen a few episodes of Talking Dead with Gimple on it, and he does not seem like the guy who... <laughs> is willing to admit a
1: mistake or yeah and I even remember like I'm not gonna I even remember uh, you know when he kind of took over on The Walking Dead like the way the because we never were a big insider podcast we didn't give a fuck about talking to actors or writers whatever every once in a while we did uh, when it fell into our lap but we never sought that out but a lot of shows did and they got pretty frosty if you said anything critical about the show and I'm talking about like core of the suck season six through eight, like saying like, yeah. Oh, you know, maybe they could have done, maybe the, I can understand. Like you just saying stuff like I could understand why the fans are upset with the Glenn dumpster fire situation could get you blackballed. And like, and, that, this I, is and, why I, and you I heard need that was cast. all, and I heard that was all Gimple, you know, yeah this is nothing, my direct knowledge, but I, I heard, I heard stories. And I know what the, the, what it felt like for the winds of change to blow through the community. And, you know, the the Gimple's the obvious kind of target for that stuff. So, yeah, fuck him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and we can say that because we don't seek out interviews. We don't. Yeah. Make it our, yeah. Oh, we oh don't, AMC our is not going to pra- rely on their. They're not going to participate in the, the making of our <sighs> podcast. Jim, what who the fuck will who? we do? Oh, my <laughs> God. We won't get interviews with uh, Andrew. Uh, Jack, uh, goddamn Lincoln anymore. Holy shit. What will we do without that? So, yeah.
0: yeah. And I'm happy to be in that place because I can just say what I what I really think about this show. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's gotten better under Angela Kang. It was kind of shit under Scott Gimple. I don't know how his other show is turning out, but I doubt yeah. it's great. I doubt it's yeah, great. I've
1: heard anecdotal evidence that like Fear the Walking Dead was ter- shaping up to be a, a pretty decent show. And then he took it over and it went. <laughs> so God. maybe he's just not good. Maybe he's only good writing an episode here or there. He can't show run the show. Who knows? But uh, I couldn't. I don't think I say, like, yeah, I'm, I I certainly probably could not do a better job show running, but. Uh, no. It's hard, but <laughs> also, yeah, there are people who do it well and he's not one of them. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for a feedback edition. Again, uh, if you'd like to send us long form feedback, do so at watching dead at Baldmove dot com. And a couple of weeks, I think right after episode eight of this season, we're going to get around to kind of having the feedback roundup. Uh, we're getting, you know, we're, we'll be very, that'll be at the halfway point of the season. We'll have eight weeks to go. Uh, it looks like we're going to catch up in time at the, for the earliest. I haven't heard a concrete date yet for the walking dead return, but we should be ready for it to return unless they're going to do something crazy, like overlap half of the current season of fear with half of the season, the walking dead, we should be able to catch up in time. So we'll see how it goes. Thanks for participating in the feedback. Appreciate everybody brave enough to leave us some, uh, uh live feedback on stereo.com slash bald move. If you want to get on, on that, we do this podcast live every Tuesday at 1 PM. We simultaneously stream it to stereo.com slash bald move and twitch.tv slash bald move. And if you want to give the live feedback, it's the stereo platform. It's a free app. Uh, you can just leave, leave us live feedback. Uh, but we'll do this again next week. And, uh, for, for season, uh, 10 episode seven. And until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See you later.